Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. It was something this day was dubbed months and months and months ago by the great Brady Quinn who called it a football Friday. It's a football Friday here on FSR. Yeah. Come on, Ooh. throw it. Ah. Football Friday. Yeah. Run it. Massage oh. it. Yeah. Step on. Nobody. Need a towel. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It is Nobody. a football Friday. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Need a towel. Uh-oh. Uh, but, so it is a football Friday. We are going to have uh, some fun here. Um, we must We must address um, a, a major, major story on this show. Um, you know, and uh, I'm not going to reveal how I was able to obtain this information, but I just want to be the first uh, as a member of this show to uh, say uh, happy birthday, LeVar. Uh, happy birthday to LeVar Arrington. Uh, just, uh, it's not my birthday. Yeah, well, listen, it counts. It counts. With the shenanigans you pulled yesterday, it counts. Uh, this is a happy birthday to LeVar Arrington. Uh, a little belated, uh, but only three minutes past your birthday uh, on our great affiliate in Hawaii, Fox Sports 990. Right, so uh, we're going to count it. That's so okay. there it is. Right. Well, happy birthday, LeVar. Appreciate it. Yep. Appreciate that's it. how it's done. Not really. Yeah, you look great. Had a good day. Had a good day yesterday. Yeah, you look great. Anything well, exciting? Thank you. Well, I'm losing my belly a little bit, so it's, it's, it's yeah. good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. You know, so it's a new new age re- uh, resolution. You know, got to lose my belly. Well, you, listen, uh, I, I don't notice it. I think you look great. Uh, Thanks, and, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's the least I could do. Um, all right. So uh, you guys being uh, college football legends. Uh, I mean, what you know, a birthday gift for me, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you and, and you guys uh, being the, uh, you know, the, the, all the success you had in college football. If I would have told you um, when you guys were playing, hey, you know, one day UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten. <laughs> what what sort of reaction are we getting uh, if UCLA USC to the Big Ten was the story? Because that was the story yesterday. They are on their way to the Big Ten in 2024. Uh, so uh, now we've got all these potential matchups. We've got all this conversation. This comes down to money, correct? The amount of money the Big Ten 100%. could offer as opposed to the Pac-12. That would yeah, be my and, assumption. And the and the amount of money that those brands can generate. I mean, because that's not just you know. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm I'm assuming this, right? All the sports go into the Big Ten, right? Or at all, least all like, the sports. Right. I mean, the, the only one that would not is beach volleyball. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Wouldn't work and well. I, I mean, that bothers me a little bit. I would want beach volleyball to actually be a part of it. <laughs> you, I, I'm um, with you because I look at it and go, first off, there's great volleyball programs in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to bring in a bunch of sand yeah. and put it in a play box around <laughs> right. a volleyball court. Live from right. Rutgers, I mean, it's beach volleyball. How many, how many frat parties do they have where they bring in sand in the, right. in, in the big to mid country? That's, that is right. <laughs> Good I'm point. Saying. Good mean, point. I'm just saying, too. Um, but you're talking about basketball is, as well that can matter and can count for for the conference. So, yeah, it's definitely about the money. We we know that. And, and we also know how big of a brand um, in terms of football tradition and history uh, and culture uh, USC football is. Now, UCLA, maybe not so much, but UCLA has been competitive at times. I've had good players come out of, for certain, uh, consistently have had good players come out of UCLA so, and Chip Kelly, you know, he seemed to, to get it back on track this past season. So, if he's still there, I think it lines up to have, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like a Big Ten elitist, but it's it, it, it lines up to have really, really interesting matchups that are sellable matchups, that, that are monetizable matchups. I don't know how much success UCLA or USC will have in, in, in that type of a conference um, having to stay in it. Um, but but I think it's great for the conference to have it. I think that it does push it over the top of being a, a super conference. And, and, and it, I think that it makes it – it makes the case that, that whoever comes out of the Big Ten or maybe even the, the second team in the Big Ten, there could be – you know, multiple teams that come from the Big Ten that could end up in the NFL or the, the, the college playoff. Yeah. I mean, my, my first thought was Rose Bowl. Like, I literally first thought the Rose Bowl. Like, this is a like Pac-10 back in the day, Big Ten back in the day. They'd go through the regular seasons. The top two teams would get the playoff in the Rose Bowl. Like, that's what mm-hmm. it made me think of. Mm-hmm. And the combination of the two going, well, who didn't love watching the Rose Bowl, right? Like. Yeah. 
now you get this potentially every week because you've got USC and UCLA, who are two of the you'd say you know better programs. I mean, as far as football goes, USC is the best uh, football program in the Pac-12. As far as basketball, UCLA is the best basketball program in the Pac-12. So as far as those two brands, um, and you're taking both those two brands, two teams, your universities in the second biggest media market in the country, and you're adding them to your roster. Like, there is so much value from the standpoint of the Big Ten, their geographic footprint, and their ability to go literally from East Coast to West. There is no other conference in sports that can say they can do that. None. Mm -hmm. And so, literally, you go from the Jersey Shore, from D.C., all the way to L.A., and that is huge, and it's powerful, and it's why, you know, the, the Big Ten, obviously, those rights are going to go for, you know, more than the SEC, more than anything else right now. And, and, and really, when you think about the big media markets, it encompasses Chicago, number three, as far as media markets. It encompasses L.A. now, number two in media markets. You do brush up against the East Coast. You know, you get those bigger, bigger markets that, you know, traditionally aren't, they're not college football towns. But now people are going to start paying attention, and people are going to start watching more. And so your window on Saturdays, it starts at noon to watch games, and it can go all the way until 10 yeah. p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, That is a, a huge, point. huge uh, revenue driver for a conference where the SEC just doesn't have that. They just they don't. And, and the other thing I'd say that I think it's lost in all of this is if people want to blame USC or UCLA um, or the Big Ten Conference, you can do that if you want. The reality is this has been a long time coming, folks. This has been. This has been a lack of leadership at the Pac-12. It goes back to Larry Scott, their commissioner, the Pac-12 commissioner, who never figured out their TV rights distribution who could never get the Pac-12 network up and running so it was actually successful and able to pay the universities more. He, he was constantly behind there. And by the way, blame USC. Pat Hayden, Lynn Swan, all their athletic directors who constantly fumbled the lack of leadership at their university after Pete Carroll, who, yeah, they had as, as good of a run of success as anyone in college football, but it fell apart because they cheated. And they never were able to recover from that. So that led them to a, a spot of desperation where they look around and they go, well, everyone else in the Big Ten and the SEC is making $30 million or more on average from their TV deal than we're making. We can't compete with that. You just can't. And so this isn't the end of, of the realignment or movement in college sports. This is only the beginning. And a lot of it was brought on by the lack of leadership and everything else that occurred long before – Texas and Oklahoma decided to join the SEC in a few years. It was before that. And I think COVID actually helped expedite this whole movement because what happened, and I've talked to you know, Jonas about this, we, we as a people, when COVID hit, we stopped kind of like, oh, yeah, we want to make sure we look out for one another. No, our, everyone's first thought was like, I need to go find a way of getting like, the food I need. I need to go get toilet. Remember there was a run on toilet paper? <laughs> sanitizer like, wipes. You can only Sanitizer have wipes. Like, no one could buy enough of it. It's like, okay. Like, you, you, you need five packs of toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> you can't spare one? I mean, it started then, honestly. And that's around the time, too, when you saw Texas and Oklahoma go, I don't think the Big 12 is going to last very long, much longer. 
we'd rather go to the SEC. It makes sense geographically. Texas already looked at that anyway. And I think it, I think it started the conversation with a lot of schools and a lot of conferences. Like, what's our future? You know, how does this play out for us? And, you know, kudos to the USC and UCLA for looking past saying, we need to stay in the Pac-12 to keep this conference afloat. That's just not where college sports is. You're, you're moving towards two super conferences, and it's going to be the Big Ten absorbing Pac-12, maybe some Big 12, and the SEC absorbing the ACC probably. That's where this thing's going. And, and by the way, on the COVID front, of all the Power Five conferences who handled it the worst, I would say the Pac-12, and it's not even close. And they were exposed as, as having no direction, no plan, no idea what to do. They're Mean- just followers. Meanwhile, you've got like players from the Big Ten who are who are who are you know on the forefront, like leading you know these marches in public. We want to play. We want to play. Can we please play? Yet the SEC was already in. The ACC was already in. I just I, I look at it and I go from a traditionalist standpoint. It, you know, I, I don't like it because I just think of them as Pac-10, Pac-12 growing up watching it. But it makes sense because one of the numbers I, I heard that was thrown out is these schools in the Big Ten with the new TV deal coming up are going to get a hundred million dollars a piece. Like that was one of the numbers. I don't know if that's if that's completely that's accurate. High. Okay, I mean, 70, 70 plus million. But you know, just be, just with the announcement of USC and UCLA. Apple is now re-engaged in conversations with the Big Ten for, for streaming. I mean, that was like on the table, then it wasn't. Now with these two schools come along, they're back in negotiations. So to your point, maybe it will be $100 million per year. Good but God, it's going to be yeah. at least 70-plus million. Yeah, why should they wait around for the Pac-12 to figure out you know, uh, their ass from their elbow if they couldn't figure it out during COVID and they haven't been able to figure out this whole time? Make the move. Go make your money. I I, I don't I just I think it's about if you're gonna be competitive, you have to, right? Yeah. Like like if you're Lincoln Riley and you left supposedly Oklahoma and some people thought oh, well it was because he didn't want to have to go play in the SEC and they didn't think Oklahoma was gonna have the resources that other SEC schools have. Okay. So you go to the Pac twelve where you're at USC and Mike Bonarino and everyone else out there is giving you all the support they can. Wow. Well, guess what? They, now they're giving you even more revenue and support. The problem is you got to go play at a conference where it's like playing Utah every week. Like, go get all the all the star quarterbacks and wide receivers you want. <laughs> if you don't have the boys up front in the trenches. And that's what uh, I was about to say. Oh, Iowa, yeah. Wisconsin. Good yeah, luck, that's, folks. That's, have that's fun what, with I, that every week. I, and I was, I, was saying, I was saying I didn't want to sound like a Big Ten elitist, but I think that that's going to be a hard road to hoe. For, for UCLA and USC. I think it gives them a lot of relevance in terms of like what you said, Q, I thought was a great point, is the viewing audience. Now you're bringing a viewing audience that really, really finds watching college football on Saturdays relevant to to the Pac-12 teams. So USC and UCLA will have a, a viewing audience that they just have not had. It hasn't existed. Most people have tuned out for some reason on on college football when it gets to the late late night games now you've changed that that kind of that viewing audience that would see usc games on a regular basis or ucla games on a regular basis but they're going to struggle i mean it it, there when when maryland came into the big 10 and Rutgers came into the big 10 you watch these teams struggle and and you start to realize certain things about um, Big Ten football that don't exist in other other conferences. I mean, you can get it in. You can see that physicality in the upper echelons of teams 
in the SEC. You could see it in maybe one or two teams, maybe one or two teams in the ACC. But you don't see it on such a consistent basis like you do in the Big Ten Conference where you're talking about the upfront play, the size, just the sheer brute size and strength of of those players. It's just it shows it shows up, you know, in a bowl game. It's one thing. But when you got to do that week in and week out against teams like Wisconsin or teams like Northwestern or Penn State or Ohio State or Michigan, that's going to be that's going to be a tall task. But I'm excited to see it. I say that yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy for well, it, and I get to go to a game at least one game yeah. or two, you know, yeah. in California to see see uh, Penn State play. That's right, baby. We are. Yeah, yeah. We, are. we are. I mean, Penn State. The interesting thing too is there's so many alumni out on the West Coast that probably weren't tapped into quite as much. And this is an opportunity now. I mean, I, I heard someone from Ohio State, they have 25,000 alumni in the state of California that largely might have just been like, oh, yeah, I love football, but I'm not waking up that early to watch a noon game or whatever the case is. It opens up all those doors. Uh, I, just, I think the hardest thing is going to be on really both sides. Like If you're, if you're a, a USC or UCLA player, you now can be waking up on a regular, you know, basis, playing games at 9 a.m. You know, local time for you, noon Eastern. That's a tough transition. Have to fly across the country and do that. Your body clock better get on point. Yeah. Or if you're or if you're a part of you know a team in the Midwest, you're flying out to the West Coast and you might be playing a game as late as 10, 11 o'clock your time. Yeah. You know, as far as kickoff, and yeah. you got to get used to doing that. Uh, on, on the flip side of it. So there's going to be some adjustments on both sides. I, I think, by and large, though, the Big Ten's a more physical, bigger you know, conference that runs the football, and that's going to get tested. Like whether or not USC is going to be able to build their program to win in that conference, where look at Michigan last year. Great defense, physical, rushing attack. Like they haven't had that. That, that just hasn't been something that USC, since Pete Carroll's there, since you know, Matt and Reggie and those guys, and they're going to be tested. Like they're they're going to be tested as as much as they ever have been before. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It was a, a busy day in the NBA yesterday. A lot of signings. Day one of free agency. So you had guys, uh, you know, uh, getting long, you know, contract extension. Uh, the Joker in Denver. You had Bradley Beal. You had, uh, you know, different players signing here and there, and all the other stuff. And then all of a sudden. Um, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. So he would like to be traded from the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, call me crazy, but it seems like it was just yesterday that he wanted to go to Brooklyn. He chose Brooklyn. But now apparently, uh, even with uh, Kyrie Irving's return, uh, Kevin Durant not into it. And uh, they are working to try and figure out a trade. Uh, And he's an, an attractive trade piece also, not just from the talent standpoint, but from the fact that his contract, he's still got the four years remaining. So if you get Kevin Durant, it's not a one-and-done situation. Um, he goes somewhere, and you would hope and think that he would be there for the duration of that contract. But it is the NBA, so who knows? Maybe he could, he could ask for another trade. Very bizarre, the whole thing put together. I mean, isn't this the team that like decided to sign him Despite the fact he was coming off, what was it a torn Achilles? Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Achilles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they kind of built around him with the whole Kyrie Irving, and maybe he was already there, but James Harden bringing him in as well. Yes, that is correct. And now he wants to be traded. Yeah. 
That's him. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's looking at it, and he's been enough places now um, between Oklahoma City and Golden State, and he's saying to himself, this is not a good organization. You know, maybe he's been there long enough to feel that way, and he wants to go and chase more championships and rings. Like, I, I think as an NBA superstar, it's easier to do that. Like, bottom line is, it doesn't matter what your contract says. You can go somewhere else if you don't like where you're at. That's just how the NBA operates. And we're finding that out this time of year. We find that out every offseason. And I, I guess I, I shouldn't really knock it because I, I think if I was in his shoes, I'd probably try it too if I was unhappy with where I'm at or didn't feel like my team is an opportunity to go play for uh, a championship, right? I mean, I, I always feel like all roads lead to Miami. I, I really do. I think b- besides the fact that like mm. Pat Riley and Eric Spolster and that organization has been – so consistent, even before LeBron got there. So consistent. And everything else that you'd be enticed by to go down there because it's in South Florida and, and you know, the, the, uh, the benefits from, you know, financial standpoint, but just the, the overall life standpoint. I, I look at it and go, I mean, that's a team that consistently gets to the Eastern Conference Finals and doesn't seem to have an issue, whether Kevin Durant's there or not, whether LeBron's there or not. And so why not go to that organization that only needs a piece or two more to get over the hump? But if I'm not mistaken, it's not just Kevin Durant that wants to be traded. I mean, Kyrie Irving wants to be traded, and they want to go somewhere together? Like, it, is, that, is that how this is working it, it, out? It, it, the whole th- it doesn't make sense. I, I, don't, I don't understand what sort of conversation was going I mean, maybe they just said, hey, we got to get out of Brooklyn. I, is this a, a referendum on Steve Nash? Is, is this the organization, to your point? Like, it, none of it makes any sense. And now it's like, potentially you got to trade for both of them or what? They won't accept the trade. Like I don't think Durant has a no trade clause. I just the, the whole the whole the way the the NBA is handled is so different from every other sport. To where like in the NFL, I want to be traded. That's cool. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see you end of July at training <laughs> we'll camp. We'll see you at training camp. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. It's bizarre. I mean, but is that report true? about them wanting I mean, to play together. Well, I don't know. Woj said I mean, it, I've he? seen conflicting reports. <laughs> that's, it, it was, it was from Woj, it? man. Does Woj lie? I don't know. I, I, I don't, like, I that's don't know a thing. if he's lying. I just, I've seen conflict, uh, conflicting repor- uh, reports on it. I, I do appreciate you know, what Schefter gets involved in these two. Oh, Adam Schefter, NBA yeah. insider? When, when he, why, would, yeah. why would KD... Why, why would KD wait until after Kyrie signed the extension? <laughs> or took the option, I, I should say. I you know what know. I mean? Like, if, you're, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to be traded, why not announce that you wanted to be traded? Why, <laughs> why, I mean, this comes amid, like, literally right after Kyrie signed, you know, the the, the option to, to come back. And, and everybody was stating that he was fulfilling his obligation and his duty to, to play out the contract because of Kevin Durant. So to me, I think that there's too many twists and turns on this one. I'm not a, I'm not certain that that it's true, or it would make sense to be true to think that they wanted he Kyrie signed back so that him and KD could be traded together. I don't know. I don't know that I buy that. I I think that the way the timing of it plays out, it says to me that possibly. KD wanted to get out. Now, I, I, that's just my interpretation of it. 
you know, it's like, all right, well, yeah. if you're bringing Kyrie back, I I possibly don't or I just don't want to be a part of this organization and the direction it's trying to go in. I want to go somewhere where I well, feel like on, we can on, be more on. competitive to win. I want to state for the record, okay, if one of you were trying to, you know, getting traded or trying to be traded, I, I, I would, I would, I'd want to go with you guys. All right, I just want to uh, state hey, that right now. Yeah. yeah, before before it happens, yeah, without me, no, I just want to state it. Yeah, yeah. And, but and I wouldn't want you to wait until after one of us yeah. signs an extension to the together. current place where we're all working at, and and say we got to go together, buddies. But like, does that, that make you, weird? Does that make them more tradable? Is that the thought process behind? It if you're under under contract, it, or I mean, if that's the case. I guess if that's the case, um, again, I, that just still seems kind of strange. Why would KD wait? Yeah. Why Why would he wait? I don't know. My you know who would leave I mean, us in the regardless, dust, one way. Everywhere he goes. Jonas would leave us in the dust. We go, my yeah. buddy. Oh, my Jonas buddy. Jonas would be out of there. My buddy would and there. me. He would not no, say a word to no, us No, either. no, no. Now, we're, now Jonah, no. Jonah would hang on with us, yeah, but jo- Jonas. Jonas got an edge. Mm. Uh, Jonas does not. Uh, man, <laughs> my buddy and me. Uh, together, guys. You know, there's going to be commercials about us. That, like, one of us is going to be sitting in the back of a radio flyer, and they're, like, walking around with us together. Like, we're all going together. We're just like uh, Kyrie and KD, according to this report. I'm telling all of us together. How about that? It'd be fun, Buddies, man. yeah. It'd be fun. Hey, wait, let me ask you guys this. This is how off the rails some of the reporting and coverage of the NBA is. <laughs> if you found out all of this was a hoax, would you be that surprised? Because no. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, 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 I'd believe every p- part of it, 100%. <laughs> every part of it. It just, I don't, I, I just, I don't know what the strategy was. And look, if you're Ben Simmons, are you looking around going, do I, like, what's happening here? Like, do I, am I just, uh, like, nobody wants to play with me? Like, I just, like, this is how this is going to work. If you're Steve Nash, what's going on? I, one of the things that I saw that was out there is that, the Nets are going to take whatever the best deal is, and so they don't have to acquiesce. Uh, word Brady Quinn taught me they don't oh, have to acquiesce. The word of the day, folks: yep. acquiesce. That's right well there. Uh, they don't have to. They don't have to cater to him at all. Solo show material. Like they, they don't. They don't have to. They, they don't have to just sit there and trade him to a, a, a preferred destination. They can send him to where wherever they want. That's going to give him the best deal. I, I just. I don't like what. What is Kevin Durant's? Like, what is he thinking? Does Did Golden State winning a title without him, like, motivate him to want to go win a title somewhere else? I don't know, man. If you roll back Durant, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons on that team, that's a good team. Like, I don't know that he's going to find that much talent that he's going to get paired with because whoever you go to is going to be having to trade away a lot of talent and a lot of picks to try and acquire him. It just feels like there's something else going on here. I, I, I also hate admitting this, and, and it's part of our job. I get it. At, at doing sports talk. You know, on your radio. Yeah. With the NBA, it's like it all just sorts itself out. It's hard to care right now, honestly. Like, we over-dramatize things so much. And, and I get it because in the NBA, you get a superstar on your team, you got a shot. You're now probably a winning team. You're now probably going to the playoffs. You got a shot. But we make such a big deal about it. And then, you know, this stuff happens like a year later. It, it's almost like – yeah, I, I remember when he wanted to be traded a year or two ago. And I, and I remember when there was some drama there. And, you know, Kyrie, yeah, he didn't like Boston. He didn't like this team he was on. I mean, it just, it's always something. 
it, it almost it, it gets to the point where I kind of get worn down. By it. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like hashtag this league. It's true. Like it, I, I just I'm like okay. Just can we get to the games? Like just let me know what team you're playing for when we get there. We'll talk about you then. All right. Do, do like you, just I just. Do you remember when the Kevin Durant sweepstakes were going on and the Celtics thought they had a chance? So Tom Brady came with them to try and sell Kevin Durant on Boston in the Hamptons. Like, that wasn't that long ago. Tom Brady's retired once and is on a new team, and Kevin Durant's on, like, three teams later. And that wasn't that long ago. This feels like chapter three of Kevin Durant wanting out somewhere and everybody trying to cater to court him to come to wherever they're going to be. It just – the whole thing's weird. It seems like – it seems way more acceptable for guys to to travel travel and journey. I think I made the point um, in a show previous to to this one, but – I just still find myself questioning how much does it play a part into the legacy that you have? You know, if you continue to move from team to team to team to team, like what, you know, what bearing does that have? Maybe it has none. Maybe maybe the evolution of it all. I mean, it it, it made sense in, in the old NBA, I would say, where you ended up on maybe one or two teams. Like when you were in your, you know, your prime you generally see these these guys pretty much with the same team. Now, th- there's been exceptions, you know, and, and seeing, you know, Lou Alcindor or known as Abdul Kareem Jabbar going to, to the Lakers, you know, at a certain point, you know, Wilt Chamberlain changed teams. I mean, people change teams, but it just may, it's just weird to me to think, all right, what if Larry Bird became – you know, a travel, a journeyman, so to speak, in the prime of his career. What if MJ or, or you know, Isaiah Thomas or Magic Johnson became travelers and journeymen around the league during that during the prime of their career? Um, I just, I just, I don't know. Am I? I maybe I'm. I'm looking at saying. it the wrong way. No, maybe it's, no. It's just I, simple to look at, but doesn't it like call your put your your legacy of what it represents, what you represented as a player, kind of like in the crosshair, so to speak? Yeah, like I, I'm right there with you because I, I think about when we saw the Jordan documentary. One of the things that is subtle, but if you really think back on it, and again, I, I grew up a. a Cleveland Cavaliers fan so I watched Jordan just ruin my childhood dreams <laughs> year after year after year and one of the things that you, you kind of you recall and you look back on is you know Jordan coming out in those red Bulls uniforms you know the, the song they came out to the Darren 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 like oh, all yeah. of that yeah. all of that is a yeah. part of Jordan like all of that's a part of that era that success everything they accomplished it's all part of it. it's part of the branding it's what made him great and when you think of Kobe, you think of a Kobe in a Lakers uniform. Like, yeah, he switched numbers, but it wasn't like he switched teams. And that's another piece of right. it where, like, when you build a legacy, you're really co-branding that with a very storied, historic franchise in the Lakers, or in Jordan's case, building up the Bulls franchise, where, you know, I still think, oh, it's the Bulls. They got a shot. They're like, well, wait a second. Jordan's not there. Yeah. What the hell am I it's talking so about? so true. <laughs> but, but that's the reality. Like, when I think about LeBron – who's a contemporary to me, same age, same class of high school, I think I always will think of him as a Cleveland Cavalier, even though he had probably more success, you'd say, with the Miami Heat, short, you know, short time span there, and, and obviously has won a championship in the bubble boy scenario with the Lakers, and who knows what else they'll do, but 
Like, that's how I identify them. But then you're like, oh, wait a second. He, he played for a couple other teams. And he might not be done. Like, he could go and play somewhere else again, I guess. But I think, I think it becomes harder to cement your legacy when you're bouncing around team to team to team. That's one of the things that I don't know if Kevin Durant cares. And maybe that's just where the NBA, to your point, LeVar, has gotten to, where the, the players are now bigger than the brands of the actual team in the NBA. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. You know, for the sport when it's all said and done. But, but again, you got guys like Steph Curry, who's a Golden State Warrior. He probably will always be a Golden State Warrior, and that's where his legacy will be cemented. Draining threes in that Golden State uniform in Northern California, and that's all I'll always remember him. But I think there's something to that. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are going to have uh, another edition of Horse Name or Horse Crab coming up here momentarily, but uh, round of applause for Lee DeLatte, man. Wi-Fi or no Wi-Fi, getting it done on the research. Uh, we uh, wondered uh, where the term Charlie Horse came from, and Lee went out of his way to write up a paragraph and send it out via text. Lee, you want to fill in uh, the uh, the listeners on what you discovered there? Well, yeah, as the story goes, back in the uh, eight, late 1800s, 1880s, 1890s, there was a char- uh, horse named Charlie, spelled L-E-Y, uh, that the White Sox used to carry the equipment from the outfield back into the infield. And by the time it got to third base, it would start limping because it was so old <laughs> and the muscles would get stiff. So uh, players and fans started calling it Old Charlie Horse. And that's where the, the term came from. That's How correct. It? Look yeah. at you, Lee. See, Brady? Way to go, Lee. Oh, He's the best. Charlie Horse. <laughs> Lee's the best, man. Way to go, Lee. <laughs> By the way, a Charlie Love Horse it. is just a cramp in the, is it the hamstring or the, the thigh? Like, which which just one is a, it? Just in the leg in general. The leg, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was in the calf. It tends to be like, yeah, hamstring Usually the thigh. Well, for some of us, we don't have calves, so you know I'm, I'm worried about uh, the other part of the leg that that oh, would yeah. be considered uh, the uh, the strain. I there, have no legs. I, <laughs> I have no legs. <laughs> I have no legs. Killing kids, uh, huh? On the subway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a movie that couldn't be made nowadays. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, you guys ready? Uh, because I don't know if you know this or not, but there is horse racing every weekend. All right, there is, um, and in particular, uh, Brady, are you familiar with a uh, a horse racing track called Gulfstream? Right? Yeah, how about that, yeah, baby? But where's it, like Hanalela, or where, where's that uh, specifically in Florida? Like, what's the name of that city? What? I don't know, Hollandale? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever, that too. Uh, wow. Who cares? Hanalela. Right, we'll figure, we'll uh, you know, clean it up post-production. But uh, there is a horse racing at Gulfstream in Florida coming up later on today. So this is something in which uh, I will put together a list of names. It's either a name that's running at Gulfstream later on today, or it's a name that I've made up, and it's another edition of something we'd call Horse Name or Horse Craft. Is it a horse name? 
or horse crap. And away we go. It is Brady Quinn versus yeah. Harrington. Uh, Yay! <laughs> crap. Uh-oh. Uh, all right, so we have got a list here. Now, uh, these are either horses running at Gulfstream or horses that I have made up. So uh, we can start with Brady or LeVar. Uh, you guys decide amongst yourself. Who wants to go first? Any you strategy? Can go first. I might go to one this weekend, man. You're pumping me up right now. Yeah, I, I, might, I, I might head down there. I, man, I love horse racing so oh, much. Oh, it's a great track, too. Like, Gosh. that is an unbelievable facility. Mm. Uh, honestly, like, it's a great time. I just, I've got young kids, so maybe I can convince, <laughs> maybe I can convince them to take this to the horse. Just say you're going to the petting zoo, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, the That's petting zoo. You can bet, yeah, you can bet on the petting once zoo. Once they can't pet the horses, then, then it becomes like, I'm ready to go. It's <laughs> yeah. a problem. I'm ready to go, yeah, daddy. The, yeah, I'm, re- they, I'm hungry. They, I have to go to the bathroom. They, I'm they, ready they, to they go, can, daddy. They can pet a betting slip in, uh, in the back pocket there, make a little wager, uh, win them some uh, money, buy them, uh, you know, some cotton candy, and, and away we go. Uh, so, and LeVar, we go. who's going first? Who wants to go first here? Q. All right. Q. All right, Brady. Boy, but I, yeah, all right. So, uh, so Brady works. Quinn, uh, horse name or horse crap? And we start with Mud Shaft. Horse <laughs> name or horse crap? Whoa. Oh, gosh. This is going to be tough because these aren't like the major races. I'm going to say horse crap. That is incorrect. Oh, no. no that is incorrect. Mud that, shaft? Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to, like, have some uh, inappropriate name here like that? Yes, no, mud 100%. Shaft. Ooh, 100%. Uh, I would have thought you were going to have that. That was inappropriate that is an, That is an actual name of a horse running at Gulfstream later moly. on today. Mud that? Shaft. I was <laughs> thinking the same. I was about to say the same exact thing. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, all right, we go uh, next over to LeVar Arrington. Uh, LeVar, uh, the name for you here on this edition of Horse Name or Horse Crap. Cajun Tees. Um, I'm going with uh, horse name. That is correct. Uh, well done. Well uh, is done. on the Thank board. Uh, that you. is correct. Uh, and he's got a one-point lead here on this edition of Horse Name or Horse Crap. Next over to Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady, uh, the name for you is Long Claude Van Damme. Oh my gosh! Make it. Can you make it easier? I mean, honestly. What do you, you mean? Uh, I would say horse the crap there, Jonas. I wish it was a horse name. <laughs> that yeah, is correct, okay. Brady. Uh, Long Claude Van Dam is a horse crap. Uh, that's a. Uh, that is correct. Uh, so we are all tied up here at one apiece. Long Claude Van Dam. Uh, we go next over. Next over to Lavar Arrington on this edition of Horse Name or Horse Crap. Lavar, what about riding dirty? Oh, see, that's a that's a hard one. You give me hard ones. Um, Careful. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna say horse crap. Last one was easy. Stop. Horse crap. That is correct. Well done. All right. That is a uh, that's a difficult. That's a hard one though. Because riding dirty could have been a that definitely could have been a horse. All right. So we next go over to uh, Brady Quinn here, uh, looking to tie things up on horse name or horse crap. Oh yeah. If he gets this correct, uh, he ties it up. Uh, uh, Brady, uh, the name for you is Mountain Glue. (laughs) I'm saying horse crap. 
That's that is so correct. Dumb. That's very good. So dumb. What? Dumb What's dumb? Glue. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I don't want to play anymore. These are on the. <laughs> what do you want to play? play anymore. Anymore. All right. Uh, the, John these are, Claude Von. Uh, what? What was that? Was long, long Claude. Long Claude Honestly, Van that was Damme. terrible. All right. All right. That was so. All right. Like, all right. So, so let's Whatever. get back on track. Let's be adults here. Uh, we are all tied up uh, at uh, two apiece on this edition of uh, Horse Name or Horse Crap. All right. So let's be adults here. LeVar Arrington, uh, the next name for you here is Run Jeremy. Yeah, that's, that's, oh my gosh. I'm saying horse crap. That is correct, LeVar. There's something wrong with you, Jonas. What? Like, you honestly try to act like you steer this thing in the the right direction. What do you mean? Run Jeremy? Like, I don't understand what the problem is. That's not a legit, couldn't be a legitimate horse name. I thought that was a difficult one. Surprise, LeVar got it correct. I don't know, Jonas. What name does that sound closest to? I don't know. Oh no, Run Jeremy. I I have no idea what you're talking about here. I'm just trying to do a a professional sports talk radio show here. It's a morning sports talk radio show. There's kids listening right now. Stop doing this. Run Jeremy's not a legitimate horse name possibility. Like there's a horse owner out there listening to this, going, you know what? That's a hell of an idea. Run Jeremy, it is. As a horse is being born in a barn somewhere in Kentucky, listening here on the (laughs) iHeartRadio. All right, back over to Brady Quinn. Uh, we uh, LeVar Arrington with a 3-2 lead. Uh, all right, uh, Brady Quinn, what about science friction? Horse name or horse crap? Oh I'm going to say horse name, and that's purely based on the fact that you have not given me a horse name in a while. So That is correct. Okay. See, there's strategy I would have got this. that wrong. <laughs> you, you think I science, science friction? Science friction? I would have <laughs> so, got that one wrong. <laughs> that's not on me. So that's bad. a legitimate name. All right, we go back over to LeVar Arrington. Uh, we are all tied up at three apiece here. LeVar, what about Seize the Hay? Horse name or horse crap? Oh, that's a horse good name. one. That's horse name. No, what? what? No, 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 no. Seize the Hay, that is a horse name. A little uh, malfunction oh, here behind this. Oh. No, don't worry about it. Uh, we are all good. LeVar, not even a hesitation, though. He is ice cold. Just, uh, just uh, you know, cold-blooded LeVar Arrington uh, has a 4-3 lead over Brady Quinn. All right, so Brady Quinn, um, here's the situation. You I have to get this to, yeah. to force it onto LeVar. Okay. Yeah, you do. Right. Uh, you, you have to get it here. All right, so Brady, uh, the name right, I just you gotta get it. The name I just gave LeVar was Seize the Hay. The name I've uh-huh. got for you is Hay Travis. Oh, my hey gosh. Hay Travis. Like Clay Travis. <laughs> oh, I was like, am I missing something? Is this like a, well, I'm not going to say. You see how we work together. <laughs> I was almost going to let it go. But, yeah. uh, well, I'm not I'm not going to say it. It's too controversial. Uh, I'm going to say horse crap. That is correct. Uh, I was almost going to say people have been yelling the whole Brandon thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I was like, am I missing something? Is there, is there like another no. joke that I'm not aware of? Uh, come on. Uh, you know. Oh, my Love God. Clay. Clay's always been hey, cool to me, man. Hey, always Travis. been, uh, and uh, congratulatory uh, when we uh, got Dude, the show. Dude, I wish so. you guys could come down to Gulfstream. It is such an awesome venue to go watch some horse races. Oh, mm-hmm. I would I'm love doing to. it this week. I'm telling you right now, I'm doing it this weekend. Yes. I'm, I'm taking the girls about. to the track. I'm going to document it. I don't know how long we're going to be there because I think LeVar's right. <laughs> There's going to be bathroom breaks. They're going to be mad at dad because he can't pet the oh, horses. I'm sleepy. Oh, look at yeah. that horse. Oh. Yeah. Until, yeah, but unless you know what? You, unless you have all of the electric. Hold on a second. Get, Brady, didn't your daughter bet? to get on a horse uh, to start riding it. I okay. Mean, she'd be pretty light. I think it'd help. By the way, didn't your daughter bet on the NCAA tournament? 
She did. This she, is uh, right she up her alley. Was, the she was bracket. leaving her household for a little while, and then she f- faded away. Well, so. Sounds like the rest of us uh, during the NCAA tournament. Um, all right, so uh, here is the situation. We are all tied up at four apiece. So, LeVar, uh, you've got to get this correct to win the game. If you miss, right. um, no pressure. It's we'll go to sudden death overtime. Right? Oh, so we're going is, to sudden death? If you miss this, oh, uh, we go to sudden death all overtime. Right. But if you right, make it, it's go. over. So, LeVar right. Errington on, LeVar. to win End this thing. Gulfstream edition on the 1st of July, 2022. Yeah. Uh, uh, LeVar, will you bring out the white tent to cover up Brady Quinn yeah. on the track here? Put if you get this correct. LeVar, the name for you to win the game is Sprint Eastwood. That's so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's a horse. No. That is incorrect. Oh, uh, that is incorrect. And we I have just got, want this to the end. We've got yes. sudden death overtime yes. here on this edition of this Horse Name or Horse Crap. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> We're rating uh, horse. Yeah, you know, it is. Uh, so here we go. Uh, this is the situation. I will announce the name. Your name is your buzzer. All right, so if you want to take a guess to win the game, you must buzz in. Whoever gets in first will have an opportunity to win the game here on this edition of Horse Name or Horse Horse crap. So here we go. The name and the tiebreaker question here on horse name or horse crap is ruthless intent. Lavar. Lavar Arrington is in first. Lavar, ah, is that a horse yes. name or horse crap? It's a horse name. That is correct. Yeah. Lavar Arrington has done it. I, mean, folks. I just had to go ahead and get it in the end. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, I had to go ahead and lock it down, lock it in, he lock up. It, yeah, we go. I did think this hit, time hit the buzzer first. A couple more difficult ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all good, man. Hey, Long Claude Van Dam could go either way. What about you? It could go either way. It definitely could. Settle down just a little bit. Thank you, Jerry. I mind your own organization, Jerry. You got problems. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 